Okay, this is Joe and Lisa Duty back in the studio here in Decatur, Texas. Uh, we're going to interrupt the regular podcast lineup to bring you a special version of the COVID-19. Uh, this is uh, something that we come up with and, and wanted to do for the first responders and everybody that's got to be on the front line and, uh, you know, the sacrifices that they're making in order to keep us safe, you know, the time away from their family, um, you know, it's got to be taxing on them. And as a photojournalist for 18 years, I was always in the situation where I felt like I contributed in some way. And I felt a supreme need to to get this out there, not just, not just to do it, but maybe to give people hope that you know, and, and about human nature and mankind, you know, that, that we still have individuals that are willing to give all uh, to keep us all safe. Now, the title of this podcast is Pain and Joy. Uh, this will be the COVID-19 version. We will have several first responders in here today from pharmacist to ER worker to FedEx employee kind of tell a little bit about their story just briefly. Uh, we're all suited up and uh, keep distancing while we're doing this. And, uh, you know, it's a crazy time. And I don't really think that anybody knows how to handle this. I mean, we're all doing the best we can. Uh, we're learning on the fly every day. You know, rules change. And these people are having to adapt to this on a daily basis. And it's just, it's mesmerizing to me when, when people give their all to continue to help us. But as a journalist, I've always found myself running into situations that other people were running out of uh, in order to find the story, to capture the story, to tell, to tell what was going on so that you could stay informed. And after listening to this for three or four weeks now and and being sequestered and, and following all the rules, I just felt a need to contribute and would like to share this with you. Okay, I'm here with Lisa today, and our first uh, subject and first responder is Jesse Fernandez. How's it going today, Jess? Oh, it's going all right, considered, <laughs> considered everything that's going on right now. Yeah, it's, yeah. We're, we're, we're making it. Well, that's that's cool. I, you know, my hat comes off to you, uh, and as well as all the first responders that are out in the field keeping us safe and, and doing their job so we can stay home with our families and, and everything. Uh, what what kind of mindset does it take to get up in the morning and, and go do this when you know you're leaving your family? And I, I try not to think about it as much probably as I should, you know, because... I have, there's been days that I do get up and I do kind of stress and worry over it, but I know it's comes with the job, you know, so, um, I, like I said, I try not to think about it and just get up and, and go on, you know, mm -hmm. on my day so and hope, hope how, for the best. Yeah. So Jess, you've been FedEx driver for how long now? 16 years. Wow. Yeah, I've been I've been with the company for 16 years now. So, what's a little bit of your job? What's your job uh, duty? What's your line? Well, we we haul uh, the freight. We haul you know a lot of the big uh, palletized stuff to warehouses and and to stores too. Like you know, 
like Walmarts and uh, I mean we we'll, we'll haul like school supplies too when you know the schools order like uh, the Palatas stuff you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, you travel around and you order the essential. You deliver. You're delivering to essential businesses as well as everybody. yeah. We, uh, a lot of our stuff is uh is it is medical and and food stuff we haul a lot for like i said for like walmart and and uh, a lot of the grocery stores too we okay um medical is a big big part of what we do too have you what what kind of uh preparations do you have to make for delivery and and working every day what what kind of uh in your daily work what kind of adjustments have you had to make say from six months ago when you deliver uh well for one you know um you got to be really careful on you know the buildings we're entering nowadays uh, some of our customers have been pretty good about not having us going to the buildings they tell us to just stay outside and to not have any more you know contact with anybody than what we really need to mm-hmm. uh, so that's helped a lot yeah. but um for the main part you know i mean we just get there and um kind of see what we're gonna allow to be able to do and not be able to do right because <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. we're getting to some places that we found out that you know within i've been to two places that when I pulled in, as a matter of fact, when they're when, as soon as I'm getting in, they're telling me they're going ahead and closing. They're shutting down due to this. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got just end up turn back around and having to leave. So, yeah, it's, just, it's really hard to prepare for it. Really, you know. Probably no, not much for preparation. I see it changing on a day to day basis. Have yeah. you been changing that? Yeah, you? it has. It's it's been changing uh, pretty bad, especially here in the last week. Okay. It's changed a lot. Well, Jesse, you seem like you got a great attitude in doing it, and uh, I just want to let you know from a personal perspective uh, that how much I appreciate what you're doing in, in, in order to get us our stuff and, and everybody kind of working together. You know, I'm, I'm seeing the nation come together here, and it seems like America always comes together when they have to. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's great, really. I mean, you do see, I've noticed a lot as a driver, uh, when before I think people would kind of frown upon you a little bit, like they wanted you to get out of their way. Mm-hmm. Now, we kind of seem to be getting some respect and people treating us a lot better, yeah. you know? A cool. lot of people being really nice to us. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that, you know, that you know people are, come together like that and realize that we all need each other you know to get through times like this right right all right well this is joe and lisa duty our uh our next first responder and and next subject will be nate mara a uh, fire chief here in decatur texas okay we're back in the studio here now with our second first responder and second photographic subject nate mara hey nate how's it going hey joe doing well thanks for having me today appreciate it hey thanks for coming in man you know i just uh as we said uh in the opening of this we just we wanted to do something for all the first responders who allow us to stay home with our kids and our family and and we know that y'all uh, y- y'all being on the front line is is kind of our first 
line of protection. And uh, so, yes, uh, Lisa's here with me. And Lisa? So, Nate, why don't you tell us what your position is with the city and kind of what your responsibilities are? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the fire chief and emergency management coordinator for the city of Decatur. Um, our previous chief retired uh, to be March 1st. Mm. Baptism uh, by fire. About the time that the pandemic was really getting spun up here in the States. And uh, and so, yeah, we had to, had to immediately shift gears from being the fire chief into my primary role of, of the emergency management coordinator for the city. Wow. wow, that's a big change all at once, too. Maybe sure. something that you weren't expecting. And, no, uh, I don't think any of us were expecting yeah. this. Uh, and the level to which information is moving is just incredible. It, it takes our whole staff to, to listen and filter and, and put into play all the information that's coming down the pipe every day. All right, so what would be some of your job duties now, Nate, that uh, might not have been in the past? Well, historically, as firefighters, we gather and we meet, and, mm-hmm. and we usually do that around coffee or food, and that's completely taken off the table. You know, we're encouraging our citizens to stay home, to social distance themselves from everyone, to stop and slow the spread of this coronavirus. So now you know, we're having to get creative. Uh, all of my meetings are done over the phone or over Zoom or Google Hangouts, and so really adjusting to that was, was a quick on-the-fly thing that we had to do and and the frequency to which we meet now is a lot more than what I'm used to. Uh, Usually a meeting I would have every two or three weeks is now sometimes daily uh, just because we need the players that are responsible for making decisions for the safety of our community to come together more often now. Wow. Wow. How about the, you know, I know, I don't know a lot about um, the firehouse and, but I, my understanding is that if somebody's on duty for three days, they stay at the firehouse, correct? And everybody's in that same environment. How has that changed in this last six weeks? Oh, it's changed tremendously. Yeah, we started with a like a three-page guideline for our people to follow that first week of uh, of of March, and now yesterday that the guideline was twenty-two pages long. Wow. And and so we've taken the the twenty-four hour on, forty-eight hour off. Uh, cycle work cycle of a fire station and we've morphed it into um, a little bit more of a custom style schedule yes there may be four or five people in the fire station but you're never going to see more than a couple of them together at a time Mm. uh, which is a huge change because the fire service is historically family driven we all eat together we all cut up together we train together and obviously we run those calls together now we're having to even be distant in the station. So it, it's really taken a, not only a physical toll on our people, but, but a mental toll as well. Well, we, we really appreciate you being there very much. And, uh, you know, just like to, just like to say my hats off to all you, you guys and your first responders. And, uh, you know, let's fast forward six months. What do you, do you have a, do you have a speculation on how this is going to go so far? Yeah, it's too early to put uh, recovery and timelines together, but six months from now, my, my best guess or assumption would be that we would be in recovery mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a community, recovering from a stance of wellness, recovering from a stance of the monetary loss that people had to go through during the middle of all this. Uh, just got off a conference call talking about the unemployment rate. 
Uh, I think we're going to be recovering from that as a city, as a community, as a county, state, and nation. Okay. Well, uh, in a small community, um, this has been my home for 20 years and, uh, you know, worked with the people and, and all that. And I'm, I'm finding a big difference myself personally. I'm finding a big difference in how the smaller communities are reacting as opposed to some of the larger communities around here, Denton, Fort Worth, Dallas, and so forth. Yeah. Is, is that true? Do you feel that way? Oh, yeah. Well, you, you just compare, compare the little D, Decatur, to the big D, Dallas. And the one, the, the drastic difference is population saturation. You know, there are people literally shoulder to shoulder in stores down there. We're not experiencing that yet. Uh, we do have some inconveniences. Uh, we do have some community adjustments. Uh, but out here, I think there are not as many um, threats facing us daily. Even though we can't see this virus, the threat is very real. And, and so um, the thing that we lean on is we need to be just as diligent as Dallas in terms of preparing and and being out do we need to be out do we not need to be out what are our essential trips who's essential in the workforce uh, what are my actions when I come home sure. you know I, I, I arrive to the daycare to pick up my two-year-old kids uh, I'm doing it in in uh, plain clothes showered clean you know those are things that I'm not used to uh, it's just and that's just one example and that was going to be a question I had for you is how is this affecting your life as a father as a husband and and you know your daily yeah. life with your family yeah, absolutely it it's it's been a tremendous adjustment uh, my wife also has a very uh, demanding job she she works for ups uh, and they're very essential in this time people still need goods and she's she's part of the link in in delivering those goods uh, but you know she works at the airport and and so there's a tremendous amount of fear and anxiety personally for me towards our family you know and so we're all the decon practices and all the cleanliness that we're doing at the fire station we're also doing at my front doorstep uh, you know when we're coming home at night when you say that at the front doorstep we were talking to a gentleman just yesterday about that and as far as uh, we're implementing new things like taking whatever shoes off that you were wearing outside the house leaving those outside the house and not bringing them in and tracking in and changing clothes almost at the door type thing or as soon as you get home yeah. rather than sitting on the couch with the clothes that you had. Are those some of the things that you're kind of implementing as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the general recommendation. You know, we talk about this virus. It, it's an aerosolized virus. So, you know, a cough, a sneeze, a heavy breath, that's what spreads it, right? But where it lands, question mark. You know, where does it land? How long does it stay there? What's the material made up of? Uh, and then how does that get clean? Does that get clean? This is all a new thing. It's, it's totally new and it's unfolding every day. So yeah, absolutely. If you have the ability to have, a lot of people call them a clean room or you know, take your mud room and that's your clean room, right? You, you throw all your clothes there. You hop in the shower if you can. Uh, certainly leave that footwear outside. Yeah, I don't have to worry about washing my hair. You, you can't see that, but, but ladies and, and gentlemen with, with, uh, with beards or ladies with long hair, you, you certainly need to be scrubbing that hair. And, and we talk about hygiene. You know, one of the things that humans don't realize we do is we touch our face so often during the day. I've noticed so many times I wanted to touch my face yeah. now. It's like, don't touch your eye. Let me yeah. go wash my hands before I scratch my face. Yeah. So we, you know, we say wash your hands when you use the restroom, before you eat. And now in our office, we've said before and after contact with your workstation, mm. anytime that you walk by a restroom, hop in there real quick and, and wash your hands. It's just good practice. 
And that kind of ties into the overall approach to, to hygiene that we're mm-hmm. trying to take here. But, uh, you know, I always felt like America is a strong, powerful nation. And I feel like after watching 9-11 and watching people come together as a whole as Americans, I'm kind of seeing something similar as far as the unity of people coming together. And I, I feel like I'm just feeling a stronger and stronger presence of that every day, you know. What do you think? Is there a silver lining in this anywhere? Um, you know, if if there could possibly be one at this time. Sure. It, could that be a silver lining? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, fear breeds passion. Uh, you become fearful, then you, you turn around and become passionate about something. Uh, in this case, um, we need to be passionate about our community, right? I'm taking the steps I need to because I know my neighbor is and his or her neighbor is. And, and eventually what that'll do is that'll manifest itself into the recovery phase. I mm. think what we're going to see is uh, friends helping friends, neighbors helping neighbors, businesses helping businesses. I'll give you an example of that. We've seen a tremendous outpouring in the first responder community, people making hand sanitizer, people making masks, people bringing us food, uh, people you know showing up at the fire station when we're shift changing, saying hi, you know, staying away, but they're saying, hey, we appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Uh, the hospital staff's experiencing some of the same stuff. They had a, a drive-by thank you last night. You know, just things like that are evident in our community that we are a resilient nation. And I think it, stuff like that is born out of small town Texas, you know, and it just spreads. Oh, great. So I, do, I do feel like there is a silver lining. I, I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But, but we cannot let that good feeling... Uh, allow us to let up on social distancing. Keep the pressure on. That's right. Keep the pressure on. You know, we're going to see a peak in our nation around the first of the month. Mm. Uh, so we're in April. Uh, so May, you know, we're going to see a peak there. And, mm-hmm. and I think when we see that peak, this thing's going to drop off and, and we're going to roll okay. into recovery. Well, Nate, you've been very informative. I, I appreciate you take the time to come into the studio with Lisa and I and let us take your portrait and kind of share some of, of your stuff there. And uh, it's been amazing. And Thanks, Thank Joe. So Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Stay safe. Hey, Lindsay. Uh, this is Joe and Lisa Duty. We're here with you in the studio again. Uh, uh, Lindsay is our third subject. Uh of being on the front lines and tell me a little bit about what you do Lindsay. well i'm the general manager at fuzzy's tacos mm-hmm. um, i've worked there seven years and i'm basically there about as much as i'm at home oh okay yes so you're definitely on the front lines right are yes. y'all y'all still open for business and we are we've changed our hours a bit 11 to 9 but um we're still there okay. every day well, so if you don't mind telling me, what's what's a little bit of the trials and tribulations that you face every day, given this new norm, if you will? Um, well, I hope it's not a new normal for very long, <laughs> but um, I do have kids and a husband at home, so um, it's always something that I think about every day, going to work and um, just, you know, praying that nothing comes home with me and, you know, that kind of stuff, but still wanting to be there to serve the community and make sure that everybody's you know, eats lunch and all that good fun stuff, but it's definitely something that we think about. You know, I, I go in the house a little bit different now and go through the back and throw everything in the wash before I ever enter the house and wash my body off before I ever even say hello to my family. So it's definitely something that we think about every day. 
Well, that's a great policy. Yes, ma'am, that's good. And so um, you've been in the restaurant industry and uh, again, being on the front line, not to overuse that, but um, any tips or advice for people that are ordering food and eating out? And, I mean, Yes, um, and trying to be with the most respect, but um, also just remember that we are... Put our, we do put ourselves at risk every day, and we want to make sure that we're there to be able to serve our community. However, remember we have families too, and we're here. You know, if we're not able to work, then we can't do our job. So, respect space and boundaries, and call us when you get there, and we will be happy to run it out to you, um, just to keep make sure that the community stays safe as well, but to make sure that we're able to still do our job every day, and just. Respect the fact that we're all washing hands and wearing gloves and if you know if you don't want to do that I understand but stay in your car <laughs> So if you've got if you've got gloves that you can wear, okay, and that's a good point, too You would rather people stay in the car and let you run it out to of them course because of that's course. that less That's that many fewer people that come into the establishment of course And we yeah. have an online app that's great and you can order on there and Pick a curbside option and put in your car, and all you have to do is tell us when you get there, and we will bring it out to you. You don't ever have to get out of the car. That's a great, and that's probably better at this time that people don't is. get out of the car. It is. Just let us keep our social distance and be able to hand it to you with gloves on and the way that, you know, we're making sure that everybody's safe. Y'all as well as us. Right. You're trying to protect everybody. Of course. Right. Of course. And knowing you don't want to bring anything home to your family like they don't of want course. to either. How has that changed for the whole corporation? I mean, how many people are not have jobs now? Or um, We did, unfortunately, have to um, temporarily take about eight people off of the schedule, um, which is a lot for, you know, a small business. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, we are still continuing to try to give everybody some hours. Um, but it is, it's slowed down a lot. You know, we miss our customers and we miss them coming in and, hope to get back to that um, really soon. But as of now, like you said, we have kind of made just a new normal that, um, but it has affected every one of us okay. in some way or another. Sure. Very good. Well, Lindsay, we really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. You know, a lot of times, uh, again, I, I appreciate you coming on here because a lot of times people don't think about mm -hmm. how much of the front line that you're actually on right now and you know sometimes for us i know for me and and lisa just getting out for one evening now you know after being in the house for a month locked up is really special is. you know we we kind of took it for granted like everybody else but we appreciate you being there when we come well i appreciate you highlighting us and that's great all right thank, thank, you. thank you so much absolutely right. thank you appreciate you being all right, we're back in the studio today with uh, Raj, uh, pharmacist here in Decatur at S&J Pharmacy. Uh, Raj, can you spell your first and last name? Kind of tell me a little about yourself. Sure, it's uh, Raja Salfiti. Uh, it's spelled R-A-J-A, and Salfiti is S-A-L-F-I-T-I. -I. I went to school in... Uh, in uh, Toledo, Ohio, where I graduated. I met my wife, Jessica, over there. Uh, Jessica and I are both, uh, both work at the pharmacy over here in Decatur. We've been here since 2013. Uh, we moved down to Texas from uh, the Michigan area in 2007. 
and uh, worked for Albertsons when we first moved down. And then when we first uh, bought our, our two S&Js, we bought this one over here in Decatur and the one in Crum. Uh, and uh, uh, been here in the community for the past uh, seven years. We love it here in Decatur. Love serving the community. We've gotten to know a lot of people. And, uh, and Decatur is uh, such a fabulous place. Well, I agree with you. It's been my home for 20 years. And by the way, welcome to Texas. Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, you know, this, again, is just kind of a tribute to uh, the people who are on the front line. And, you know, I know that, you know, people still got to have their drugs and pharmaceuticals, you know. And, and so what's it like being a pharmacist in this day and age, Rod? It's, uh, it's, it's actually uh, gratifying to... Uh, I mean, it's it's unf it's fortunate and unfortunate because I mean we're we're in a, such a a place where we can offer our uh, our, our our help to uh, to people, especially the elderly, uh, in such a very unpredictable time. Uh, you know, when the first when the pandemic started uh, uh, spreading. Uh, we have gotten a lot, started getting a lot of questions from the elderly. What do I do about my medicine? Uh, what if you guys are going to close? We, we've got numerous calls every day just to see if uh, we're open. Uh, we assured everybody that we're, we're going to be there. We're, we're very essential. And uh, uh, the Board of Pharmacy and the governor here in Texas, they have enacted a lot of uh, uh, laws uh, since the pandemic started that gives uh, some leeway to uh, pharmacists and healthcare professionals where we can, uh, you know, if you ran out of refills and the doctor's not available, uh, we can go ahead and, and give you a month's worth supply or, or for the uh, pain or the narcotics uh, uh, prescriptions. <clears throat> um, they uh, they they're allowing now the the physicians to either either call or fax in a prescription for a narcotic, but then on the back end they're going to have to send the hard copy prescription. So the 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 state and and the the local authorities have enacted a lot of uh, uh, laws. Uh, to uh, in order to to help us to take care of so, our patients. Some leniency then. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, that, that's interesting because I had an instance this past week where I needed a medication. I needed to get in to see my doctor, but I, you know, I was told I couldn't get my refill, but I needed that medication. And so I called my doctor's office and I said, uh, okay, what are your stipulations with somebody coming into the office right now or whatever? Because, I mean, I don't want to have to go into the office if I don't have to and they said that'd be fine we could set your appointment for three months from now and go ahead and refill that prescription for you so that you can be you know fine in the meantime and then we have your appointment on on the schedule so I really appreciated those type of things that you were talking about is that similar to what you've seen in a lot of other instances uh, absolutely absolutely and, and you gotta understand doctor's offices now they want to focus on on if, if they have cases coming in. So if you're on maintenance sure. med and, and right. it's it's time for you to uh, go for your checkup monthly or, or, or three months uh, visit, there, there's going to be some leeway there. And besides doctor's offices, clinics, uh, you know, they're, they're probably uh, the, you know, it's, it's a... Uh, 
that's where COVID lives. So they, you know, just for, yeah, for you to right. be safe, they don't want anybody to go in into those. Uh, yeah, so why go if you don't to. have yeah, to? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. So uh, what's some of the challenges, Raj, that, that you're finding that might be different than, say, three, four months ago? What's, what's some of the challenges now? Um, the, it's, people are not, don't listen. I mean, it's just plain and simple. Uh, if we listen to what the authorities are telling us, if we listen to what CDC and, and, and uh, what all the experts are telling us, we could be out of this in, in, in a couple of months. Uh, but I noticed that a lot of younger people, especially, uh, they just, you know, still go out, congregate. They don't maintain the social distancing. Uh, you know, uh, with uh, last Friday, they, they recommended everybody go out of their houses with uh, a, a mask on. And it, they, they, they say they want, they want us to wear a mask not because we want to protect ourselves. It's because we want to protect others from us. Yes. Uh, each one of us should act like they have the virus. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people are asymptomatic. That means that they don't show symptoms. So I could be passing it, passing it on to you or uh, you could be passing it on to me for that matter. And we, we don't know. You know, we're young, we're healthy, we don't have any uh, underlying uh, uh, conditions. So uh, it, the, the, the one thing that I really uh stress to everyone out there is we just we just need to hunker down uh i know it's hard i know it's the new norm like you said but uh we need to be able to get ahead of this especially with a new virus that we don't know a lot about very much in agreement yeah i think we're kind of on a day-to-day -day learning curve here you know uh, it seems like that every day they project something new but i i do feel like that they're kind of weeding through it and they have the you know, they have our best interests in mind, and, and I think you're right. I think if we would listen, then uh, if everybody would listen, then I, I think we'd get through this a lot faster, which is our whole goal. Yeah. I had a question, too, with regards to you'd mentioned the elderly. You'd had a lot of calls from. I know for me, my mom, 80 years old, I'm the main source of uh, bringing her what she needs so that she doesn't have to leave her home. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people her age that don't have someone like myself that can go pick up her prescription and get to the, um, you know, get to the store to get her supplies or whatever she needs. In that instance, do you find that, are you mailing a lot more prescriptions to people's homes? Or what are, are you making some adjustments like that that's, too? That's a great point. Since since uh, the beginning of March, we do free deliveries. We go up to all the uh, little uh, uh, satellite uh, you know towns around around us: Alvord, Chico, Paradise. We go down to uh, uh, Newark. Norwalk, Newark, and and uh, uh, the areas around there. But since since the beginning of March, our delivery. The, the, the amount of prescriptions that we're delivering uh, have increased exponentially. And uh, it's free deliveries just because of the, that same reason. You know, people don't want to leave and we want to, they want their drugs and they don't have a caregiver, like you said. Uh, so we, we'd be happy to uh, deliver anywhere uh, free of charge to uh, uh, anybody that, uh, that needs it. Oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know, and I, so I know there's a lot of stress in these particular times, you know, uh, not just, uh, you know, even before this as a small business owner, I know we feel it, you know, uh, trying to make a living and, and doing everything. And then you throw this on top of it. 
um, the stress level has got to be astronomical for you. How, how does that work and how are you coping with that, Raj? It's, uh, it's, it's a little hard, you know, uh, you just, you just have to live with it. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's the hand that we were dealt. Uh, we, we can't, we can't, uh, uh, go home and take it out on uh, our kids or uh, our family. It's just, uh, uh, we, we just have to deal with it. Uh, yes, it's stressful. Yes, it's uh, uh, a little bit overwhelming at, at, at uh, times, but uh, you deal with it. And that's what we signed up for, and uh, that's what we're here for. All right. Well, this is Raj, S&J Pharmacy here in Decatur, Texas, and uh, this is Joe and Lisa Duty. And uh, we will continue bringing you cases from the front line here as we go. Thank you. Thank you, Raj. Thank appreciate you. your time. Appreciate today. your time. Thank you. All right. Okay, we're back here with Mike and his wife Dana, who's a paramedic and an ER nurse here in Decatur, Texas. Uh, Lisa's here with me. And uh, hey, guys, if y'all don't mind, just for record, would y'all mind spelling your names right quick and tell me a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, my name is Mike Martinez. It's M-I-K-E-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. Okay. Uh, paramedic here. Been a paramedic here for going on 20 years. Okay. Been a licensed paramedic for the last 24 years. Wow. Okay. So, just love Wise County and Decatur. I'm just super happy here. Wow. Excellent. Um, I've had lots of part-time jobs, lots of different jobs. This is the one I stuck with because this is my favorite yeah. place. And this is this must be your lovely bride. This is my here. wife Dana. Yeah. It's D A N A, same last name. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at Weiss House System uh, since 1996, so it's 24 years. Been in the ER since 2000. Wow. And uh, obviously, I just love my job, and this is my home. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, I just I'm gonna take a second to thank both of y'all for coming in our studio in this uh, stressful time, you know, and. Welcome um, break. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, just a lot of stuff going on, and, and uh, you know, I can't imagine both of y'all being in the field and on the front line and then going home to each other every night. What's that like? It, it's, it's not as hard as you would think. The fact that we understand what we both go through, I'm looking at somebody in front of me and just thinking, it's like, okay, is this going to be it? Just going to be the one mm-hmm. that gives me this, this virus or... You know, or just different calls that we go on. It's like, man, sick lady or whatever it is. But then I can come home and she's there and I can say whatever I want. Mm. And then she's usually, when I get home, she's usually getting up, going to work. Well, oh, wow. So, so y'all well, on different shifts? Well, he works 24 hours. Oh, that's right. Okay. She works 12 during the day. So she'll be getting up. We'll have our little conversation in the morning. Uh, and then I'll sit home and wait for her to come home. And then I'll hear about her day. Oh, okay. So, so it kind of works out. And then we... Huh? Just make yeah. it work, makes for, you know, decent, not their normal evening that normal couples have, or right. not normal <laughs> couples, other couples. Right, right. So everybody's normal. We just have different conversations. Yeah, we debrief each other. Debrief. Ah, that's a good word. Yeah. Well, cool. So, is this the same for you, Dana, as well? Yes. Uh, you know, it's nice to come home and have somebody that I can depend on that will understand what I'm going through each day and that I can vent to that understands. Mm-hmm. So, it's very, very nice. All right. Well, you know, this is kind of a. This is, again, it's the first husband and wife here, uh, but I know y'all have different roles in the community. Yes, sir. Um, I've worked with you for, for years here yes, when sir. I was with the paper. And um, so, Dana, can we start with you? Can you tell me a little bit about your role and, and the role that you play at the ER? I'm actually the emergency room educator now. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked as a staff nurse and as a charge nurse for many years. 
Um, so during this particular pandemic, I've been helping um, prep the nurses um, with their PPE um, and making sure that they're ready um, for this kind of issue. We've been doing this for a couple of years since Ebola was a scare. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just training everybody, making sure they understand what their role is and what their needs are. And of course, it's changing every day with this oh, particular yeah. situation. Every so, minute, probably. Yeah. yeah. So I'm involved with that. And then just the day-to-day education of some of our newer nurses or residents and um, even our older nurses that need re-education. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> and I'm right in the middle of it with them. So well. if, they're, if they're needing some uh, information, I can provide it right then at bedside. So. Mm-hmm. So I would bet. Um, do you have them coming to you quite often about situations they may have hap- that may have happened, and they need just and maybe even just somebody as a shoulder to, not a shoulder at this point, but you know what I'm saying. Somebody oh, yeah. to talk through. I've got big shoulders. <laughs> yeah, somebody to talk through what they're going through. Oh yes. You know, in the rooms with the patients and things, and oh, how Dana, how should I have handled this, or how would you? You know, do you have those kind of questions coming we up? We do. We do have those kind of questions. Um, and just very, you know, try to be reassuring to the, the staff. Um, I, I know Kelly Seller does an amazing job as well. Um, we're very supportive. We're very family-oriented. Um, we're a big team. So everybody supports each other. So that's really great. But, yes, they do, they do come to me for a little shoulder. Yeah, well, I, you know, we all need a shoulder sometimes, yeah. you know? They know where to find me. How about you, Mike? Well, our role in this is just the early notification, the recognition, and all these things that are going on in your head. Like this person just might have a bump on their head, but do they have a fever? Do they have a cough? And how do they get that bump? Do they fall? You know, and so we got, it's just having to sit there and analyze and look at this person and then make our own diagnosis, so to speak, and be able to let the hospital know, hey, this is what we're coming in with. Get prepared. Wow. Okay. So have you had any, uh, I know, like on the scene, have you had any scares? Oh, we've had a couple of scares already. It's, have you? But I think our, our boss, our administrator, Randall, has prepared us. Okay. Both scenes that I've been in, I've been dressed from head to toe, full mask, covered up. So the county is doing what they can to protect us. So you knew going in that this could be a possible? Yeah. Okay. And so and I'm the only one that goes in. Oh, you so, are? Yeah. So they limit the number they limit, compared so not to what everybody was used to, to happening? Yeah. Okay. All so right. I'm just the, that's what's going to happen on every call from now on. I'm going to go in, dressed up, see what I got, and then I can call for my partner whether or not he's going to come in or not. Wow. Uh, that's almost like a life of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, go, I don't know what I'm, yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know what, what I'm coming into. Well, uh, you know, I can't imagine, but I really appreciate you being there, both of y'all, because... You know that that gives us the option to, uh, you know, we're we're home. You know, we've been on lockdown for the last three weeks, uh, four, three, four. It seemed like eternity. You know, yeah. But uh, y'all can't do that, and and I think it's just very admirable and noble that, um, you know, y'all continue to do your job with the best you can. I have a question for you um, before we go. Are there any things that you can think of? Because every single person that's came in has given us some word of wisdom that we didn't even think about before that you would think you would think about, but there's so many things that we need to be doing now that we take for granted 
that we weren't doing in the past. If is there anything that I can see, Dana? It looks like you've got something that is coming to your mind. Going, Just if people could do something. <laughs> what was that? Don't touch your don't, face. Don't, don't touch your face. Okay. Uh, it's very hard. Yeah. And I like you. The thing that comes that is hitting me the most now is you call us the front line. I think yeah, we've that been that has changed. Oh, it has. Uh, well, we're defense. We're the front line of defense. The public is the front line. Oh. Every single person yes, out the there so to control this. Crowds, at Lowe's, okay. or at Walmart, yeah. they're creating situations where they can infect other people when they don't even know they're infected themselves. Oh, kind of like when I go to the grocery store now, what I'm trying to do is if I'm going to go down an aisle and somebody's there, instead of wait, I just try to wait for that mm-hmm. person to get their stuff if they need the beans where I need to get the beans, let them get theirs. Yep. And then when they walk away, then I can and that's the front go line. in. That's, that's the front, the front line, line now. Okay. So those are the things that we need to do. Yeah. Good hand to, washing. Mm-hmm. Good hand washing, the space. Because, I mean, if we just do that, it will minimize the exposure. Numbers will go down. Okay. Everything else, but yeah, just the space. It's like I said, everybody's the front line. The public's the front line now. Okay. That's a really good point. That's, That's good, something that's that hasn't point. been brought up yet. We're yeah. all frontliners. Yes. One more question, guys. Um, you know, and again, I appreciate you being here. And I, I was just kind of wondering. I was thinking the other day. I, you know, in my fifty-nine years, <clears throat> I had seen a couple of times. One was nine eleven, and then this one, where uh, you know Americans are so resilient, you know, and it sometimes it seems like it takes something to bring them all together, you know, and, but once you get them all together, it's like, man, this is a power, this is unbelievable. How do you feel about that? I feel you're exactly right, yes. and I love it when it happens, it's just unfortunate that we just can't keep it going. Exactly. So, I mean, when 9-11, yeah. Yeah. when 9-11 happened, everybody was shaking hands, everybody loved police officers, everybody loved everybody, and now... Everybody hates police officers, think they're doing bad things. Uh-huh. And now you would think this was all bring us together, but now that the police have to enforce certain rules and laws now as we go through this, they're going to become hated again. But before all this, wow. we're all one. I mean, they're still getting treats brought to them at the stations and all that. Wow. That's cool. And I wish it could continue. But I guess the more people, it's just like you bring everybody together, you're going to have differences and Right. People put it away for a little while, but then after a while, they'll get back to where they used to be and start not being family again. Well, I think mm. this is kind of a nice slowdown for people to kind of reevaluate what's going on in their lives. We're all on a hustle and bustle and run, 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 and maybe it's time to just stop and say what's important. Oh, love that. Get way. back to family and family. Get back to what the base is. What's important? What's important? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have us. We've seen a lot fewer people uh, posting and a lot mm-hmm. fewer people on Facebook, and we've been discussing why that might be. And I told him, I said, well, I think it's because when you're all going about your daily lives, and you know your husband's over here and your wife's over here, and you've got your phone, and so you're getting on Facebook and looking around. Now, so many more people are together now. Mm-hmm. So they're not doing that. They're not looking there mm-hmm. because they're connecting with each yes. other. Stop and smell the roses. That's they right. Can do it yeah. With the phone, they can do it without the phone now. Well, That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Mike and Dana, thank you all so much for being a part of this and coming in. We appreciate you all being in the studio. And uh, y'all stay safe. And thank, thank you, Joe. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Anything yes. you need, you know we'll do. All right. This is thank Joe you. and Lisa Duty, and we're signing off for the day. Thank you so much. Thank you.